I-C-K-B-A-C-K, the kickback. We live in effect with Reek Reek, Bree Bree, and your boy E-B. Let's have fun. What's good, Kickback family? I don't know how you guys are doing, but we are two weeks, or depending on when you listen to this, because you might listen to it the third week of the year or the month after, or somebody might not introduce you to the podcast until six months after 2023 has already started. But at the time of this recording, we're about two weeks in to the lovely new year, and I hope things are going good for you as they are for me. Um, again, I'm your boy EB, and I'm here with two of my favorite people, my sisters, Sabrina and Sharika. And I'm going to tell y'all how I'm feeling and why I'm feeling so good, or why uh, you probably hear that gleefulness in my voice. I don't even know if gleefulness is a word, but I am at whatever is perfection in your mind. Like, close your eyes real quick, five seconds, five, four, three, two, one, open them. Whatever that piece that you just got with your eyes closed and you thought something was going to happen, that's where I'm at, that peaceful state and things are super good. Whatever that vacation spot that you want to go to, Maldives, Maldives, depending on how you pronounce it, Bora Bora, Dubai, Hawaii, one of the islands in the Caribbean, Caribbean, however you want to say it, Cancun, Cabo, whatever perfection is for you, that's how I'm feeling. And one of the reasons I'm feeling that way, um, and we, we might dive into it, who knows where the conversation will lead us today, but because... I got like a work weekend coming up and that work weekend re- involves me being with some of my favorite people in the lovely city of Atlanta. So this year I get to celebrate MLK weekend in his birthplace hometown. So I'm just good about that where work takes you places that you kind of always go, but where you get paid to travel. So that's why I'm in a good mood this week. Sabrina, Sharika, how y'all feeling? Well, uh, I am... Uh, negative two. It has been a very rough couple of days. So keep my family and myself in your prayers. Um, uh, what else? Um, I'm excited for you, Evie. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Atlanta, but I think it would be, I think, I, I don't know how it is, MLK, weekend, but I feel like if there's anywhere to be MLK weekend, I think Atlanta would be the place to be. And I don't know what y'all are going to get into. I know y'all have classes and conferences and things, but I hope there is some type of celebration that y'all may get a little piece of to experience while you're there um, to celebrate that man and his life and the legacy that he has left that we all have the privilege to walk through. Um, So that's exciting. For me, even though that's not happening to me. And um what else is going on? Uh I'm I am uh I was gonna say I I I'm a planner. I like to plan and I was really obviously we you know life don't always go as planned, but you know, EB and I told y'all some of the goals that we have for this year about some of the things that we want to do, and you know, EB trying to get that remote work. And I told y'all that I'm trying to learn and get my certification in HR. And so I was doing some research on that today. And that actually got me a little excited about um, the plans of moving forward, moving towards getting my certification. I'm trying to grow and be better um, and use 2023 as a preparation year for whatever the Lord has in store for me. So that was exciting to just see 
like to kind of like map out how things would work out. So y'all be in prayer. And hey, like Evie said, y'all know if any remote work, reach out to him. Listen, if y'all got any coins y'all want to donate to my education, you know, I take, I accept whatever the cash app, the Venmos and all those things. But no, I'm great in the fact that the Lord is God and God is good. And um, I will say my song today is... Wait, no, I'm going to change it. I was going to say one, but nope, I'm not claiming that. I will say, I, Lord, I need you. Because every hour, I need you. And that is just the reality of where I'm at today. And every day of my life, I always need the Lord. So, But that's my attempt. Sabrina, how are you, friend? Well, friend, I feel in this moment a little sad because they say you're not supposed to kick somebody while they're down. You said your temp was down, but I can't miss the opportunity to come for you for one thing. So Please I don't do. know. <laughs> I don't know if our listeners will remember our pre-New Year's Eve episode or something like that. EB had just learned that Odd Long Zang was a song that uh -huh. was specific for New Year's Eve. And that Mariah Carey had the best virgin. If you guys didn't look it up, look up the YouTube of that virgin because it is literally just a clip of Mariah Carey in front of the worst graphics in the world, just moving around. It's awful, but you can tell that she's into it and it's very camp. But Sharika mentioned a virgin that was so beautiful. And usually I am with friends or family or at church or something <laughs> for New Year's Eve. But this year, my husband and I, we weren't feeling well, and we didn't want to take what we had to anybody. And honestly, I'd be getting tired around nine anyway, so I wasn't that sad when he was like, oh, I really want to go out, but let's maybe stay in this year. So I'm in, I am got my sparkling white grape juice, and I'm like, I'm going to pull up that virgin, Sharika. <laughs> what? It is trash. It is so bad. I'm not okay. talking, I'm not talking about, I'm, I will tell you, I am not talking about like, oh, you listen to the whole song and you're like, oh, the singer's not that great. Like I hear the first line and I'm like, what world is this the best version of the song? The singer, the style. But then I did look at it in the context of the show. And I uh -huh. think if you're a dedicated sex, and Sharika did say this in her defense, if you're mm -hmm. dedicated sex in the city watcher and what was happening, like a friend was alone. She had had a really hard time and she called her friend. Her friend was pulling a Sabrina. She was already in bed. And even this year, Doug had to wake me up at midnight and I was appreciated that, but her friend called and she was like, oh, it's okay. You don't have to come over. But then her friend ended up running down the street and whatever she already had on. And she was like, I'm going to be there for you. You don't have to spend New Year's Eve alone. But the song, Sharika, it isn't good. And how dare you say it's the best version of that song. <laughs> maybe it was the most impactful. Like you said, maybe the context is really what makes it good. And I, I have to look, I've never listened to the song outside of watching it in the movie and I just felt so moved and I was like oh this is so beautiful but maybe if I just listened to it and when you were saying that it was trash and I was thinking oh if I was listening to this on New Year's Eve when it's supposed to be hype and it's going to be like a celebration that would not be a good version but even it is, not it's it is mellow but you can have a mellow New Year's Eve Sharika I'm telling you and no context is it good <laughs> oh, I haven't listened to it 
by just the song. Maybe I need to listen to just the song, but I feel like maybe I was just caught up in the emotions of all the things that was happening in the yeah. movie at the time. And I was just like, oh my goodness. And you did a beautiful job depicting what happened. But yeah, <laughs> maybe I got to go back and listen to it. I love that yeah, little song. I'm going to include it in the show notes <laughs> for our friends. I will include it. And you will even see in like the YouTube discussion about it. A lot of people share Sharika's sentiments. They're like, this is the best version. Every time I hear this version, I think of this moment and it brings me to tears. And I was like, am I like smoking crack? Like this, this does not sound good at all. <laughs> I don't like it. So I meant to bring that up last week, but then I just remembered it. And I was like, oh no, not when Shrika's temp is negative too. But that's, that's all fine, right, friends. <laughs> that, made, that gave me a little giggle. And I love, listen, you know, I love it. I, I got to go back and hear it now. Yeah, I think we all should listen to it. And next episode, I want to hear EB's take because he's like impartial. I don't think, I'm assuming you've never seen an episode of Sex in the City, EB. What, the show? Yeah. Definitely seen a whole bunch oh, of episodes of yeah. Sex in the City. Completely wrong. So, okay. So I will include it in the show notes. I will send it to you both. And we can all decide next week. Is this the best version of this song or not? Nah? <laughs> I think uh, I can't even give you an example of what it can be. So you guys definitely go listen to it. But my temp, I'm actually doing so great. And mm-hmm. I think Mace captures my temp in his song, Welcome Back. I don't know how many of you were like thriving with the R&B and rap scene in the 90s because it's definitely more of that kind of feel. Um, but just the chorus though, not the part when he's singing about loving the white girls. I'm not on that. But every, <laughs> I, know, I looked at the lyrics and I was like, "What? how did we get here? He's like from brunettes to blondes and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, Mace, we didn't need to do all that. Um, But I love just that energy of welcome back because that's like the season I feel like I'm in. I went through a pretty rough season for maybe two-ish years. And even when I got my new job, I was really thankful and grateful because it was an answer to prayer, but I still wasn't operating in what I'd say like the highest level of myself. I know myself. I know the things that bring me joy. And I'm just a creative person. And the way I like to work and operate, like for me, work and getting things done is a form of relaxation. It's a form of joy. I know it's total opposite of my husband for him doing nothing is a form of joy. Um, But I love my new job. And I just feel like it's welcome back to Sabrina because I get to be creative and like, whereas before, sometimes the time would feel so long in my old position, just because there would be time I'd just get something done and really wouldn't have anything else to do. Sharika will tell you, I would spend time watching, um, wait, what was it that we watched? One Tree One Hill. Tree Hill. One Tree Hill. <laughs> I'm watching that while I'm doing workflows. And it was just one of those things. Could I do this for the rest of my life or for this season? Sure. Is it sparking joy? I don't know. But now my workday, like I couldn't believe it was almost lunchtime. Just because I was just operating. And as the kids say, I'm in my bag. So like, I just feel like it's welcome Ooh. back. I'm back with my devotions. I went through a season where it was really hard. Um, maybe we'll have an episode about this at another time, but when you work in ministry and you get burned, if you're not in a best place, which I don't think I was, it was hard for me sometimes to even pray. 
because I'm trying to like wrestle with all of just all of this stuff but like I have been in my word every day Edie and I were talking about this before we started recording I have my prayer life is back on path and it's not just because I got this new job because I was getting there even before I got this new job but yeah all that being said is welcome back welcome back welcome back you know you like that thank you Mace for that mm-hmm. line really love it Sharika what what are we discussing today Girl, we talking about all the things, all the things. So um, I, I don't know have, if y'all have been up on the, um, well, me and you talked a little bit about this, but the Tory Lanez, Meg The Stallion thing, um, controversy or case, or it's been a whole thing. So uh, I'll do my best to look, give a brief summary if you guys are like, who, Meg The What, Tory The Way. So Meg... The Stallion is a rapper, young lady, and Tory Lanez, he's a singer and rapper. I cannot tell you a song because when I was on Christmas, I was like talking to my cousins. I'm like, what does he sing? I don't think I know anything he sings or raps or anything, but I think so. Anyway, um, I'm not sure what months, but a few months ago, there was an altercation in a uh, vehicle and Meg the Stallion, um, um, she was shot in the foot and ended up going to the hospital. And uh, she was at, at one point, she said that it was glass in her foot. It, you know, all these things didn't happen um, as she was trying to protect Tory Lanez. And if I'm correct, maybe one of y'all can cor- correct me, Sabrina E.B., were they dating or were they at one point were they dating, I believe? Um, I think it was a situationship. We're okay. hanging out. We hang out in more ways than one kind of thing. Okay. That's what, okay. So they had some type of relationship. And anyways, it was them. And I believe the other girl name is Brittany, but there was another girl in the car or in the situation and there was an altercation and all this stuff. So anyway, after that happens, you know, people are, I think one of the surprising things, and maybe I shouldn't be surprised, but one of the surprising things that happened was um, after this came out and, you know, as we said, Meg is a, a, a superstar in her own right. The vitriol that she faced after being a victim was a little surprising. So you might be like, what do you mean? Well, people were like, oh, that didn't really happen. She's lying. That's not true. This, that, and the other. Well, so, but nobody really would believe the stories. It was just so much speculation, so many things going on. And this has been going on for months. Well, finally it went to court a few weeks ago and um, Tory Lanez was found guilty on three charges and has been arrested and even to this day, there's still people online are like, I, I don't believe him. They played a video, I mean, not video, a phone rec- recording of him calling from jail to uh, the other girl that was in the car. And he basically was like, sounded like a confession to me. Did he say I did it? No, he did not. But he was just like, oh, you know, this was, I believe it was the next day because Meg was still in this hospital. And he was like, you know, I can't, you know, that was, I was totally drunk. I had no idea what was going on. And, you know, I, I'm sorry for what happened and blah, 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 blah. So even after hearing that, people still 
there are some people who still believe that she was lying or he didn't do it. I have a few questions. Let me try to narrow it down. Let's start with one. Do you think that people believe or are less likely to believe Black women? Let's start there. Y'all, what do you guys think? Do you think that that is a thing? Do you think it, do you think that's a thing? Let's just, let me just leave it there. I'm trying to let EB comment first because I know I'm going to have a long. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to go quick. I say, I think, I think it depends on the history of the individual because I can only speak like, well, I'll try to stick to just this subject specifically. Um, Mm -hmm. You had, from what I understand and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know Kelsey, Kelsey like that, but from what I understand, oh yeah, two, it was Kelsey. Like, women, yeah, you're right, it's Kelsey. Yeah, Kelsey, but you got two minorities where two were saying two different things. So either mm-hmm. way, an individual would have to, in this case, right, believe one and not believe the other. Mm-hmm. If I'm like, mm-hmm. if it's two black women, if, if if Sabrina is telling me one thing and Sharika is telling me one, and I gotta myself gotta try to figure out which one I believe, then mm-hmm. one of these black women will it will be the assumption that I, I don't believe one of these black women. Um, now, yeah, I don't know Kelsey's. Um, ethnicity i think she's a minority or i think she's black or mixed or something like that but that's neither here nor there but there is a very strong history within western culture and i can only speak on western culture mm-hmm. as in the western world where the stories and or the verbiage or words of black women even after their actions um just have no credibility that's the way that mm-hmm. The world, whether it's within their own race, which in meaning black men or other black women, um, or just the culture as a whole, and I'm saying culture using the word culture broadly as far as people, not culture as in black people or white people, but just culture as in people, just figure figure that their voice is limited. Though black women are the most educated, though black women are less likely to earn or more likely to earn less than their counterparts that they have more experience and more, I guess you could say intellect in, and you could call it book smart, or you could call it just put two people in the same room doing the same work and you'll see the difference through the productivity. But I guess long story short, yes, it seems that people don't believe the stories of, or the words I would say of black women. You can go ahead, Sabrina. Yeah, you are nailing it and you're right on the money. I will say, Sharika, my introduction to Tory Lanez was during the pandemic and all the looting. I also can't tell you a single song that he's sang or a single beat that he's produced because I get the impression that he's a producer and a singer, blah, 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 blah. But when people were looting, his name came up because he shared a sentiment that at that time I agreed with. A lot of the celebrities were like, why are you guys going into Louis Vuitton and Gucci and taking all this stuff? And he tweeted, when my rich celebrity friends in the house and on the gram, like, stop looting, you effing up our business. Y'all can miss me with that S word. Y'all in words are rich. Y'all not feeling the pain of these people out there that don't lost their job and are deeply affected by this. N-Words want to cry about protecting businesses of these huge brands and corporations from looting as if these stores don't got insurance to get all that stuff back. I don't condone looting, but the people are going to do what they feel is right. 
And there is a lady who is at that time crying over the Gucci store being broken into. And he's like, you're crying over Gucci, the effing Gucci store? So I was like, I don't know who this Tory Lanez is, but you know, that's the train I'm on. Me and Tory Lanez, we're on the same two-two and we're going forward with this. Because really, you guys, <laughs> and people weren't even crying over the injustices that people were mm -hmm. learning about. So I was like, yes, that was the first. The second was this situation. That being said, I am not a representation of the American people because I am probably the person who, I don't even have a pulse on things happening in my, I don't know, second friends remove lives, you know, a friend of a friend and they'll be like, oh, so-and-so had a baby. And I'm like, oh, Willie, they're like last year, girl, the baby's like walking around talking now. I'm like, oh, okay. So that is, that's fair, but that is what I know of him. From the very mm -hmm. beginning, I was put off by the fact that so many people were talking about one, her sex life. What mm -hmm. I don't care who I'm sleeping with. If I that I I just got shot. I don't care if I was sleeping with him, his brother, his dad. If he's guilty, he's guilty. That is that that's wild to me. And I was honestly, I felt re-traumatized because of my own life as a black woman. It has happened to me over and over. When I first got my um, job out of college, I found out two years in that all of my counterparts around the Southern US were making 20K more than me. And I'm not afraid to say it. At that time, I started making 28 and I thought that, ooh, I felt like a baller. And 28 is nothing to like be like whatever about. But when my counterpart called me, cause she was like, hey, this position in Florida, you know, it, probably will start around 48 and I was like oh, what and she was like oh I'll the, I'll the directors at this time make this what do you make and when I told her she was appalled and you know at that time people were also equating me with being at the top of my game as far as my actual work so how can I be at the top of my game as far as my actual work but I'm the one making 20k less than everyone and I know in that organization different like states and everybody pays different but here's the kicker when I left the person who replaced me with two years less education and exactly zero experience they brought them up to 50 within a year so they had the money oh and they gave them a company car oh also at that time I had a psycho supervisor who was really <laughs> doing the uttermost and after I left they fired him but it took like six years and I never reported him to HR because I didn't know that's what you did. I was just like, the Lord's going to open another door. He did. I left. And then I, <laughs> like a month or two after I left, one of my friends back at that office was like, Hey, call me. They're escorting your boy out the building, my old supervisor. And I was like, what? Like, I didn't even think that it required. Oh, but guess what? This white man, even though he was fired and he should have been fired long ago because his conduct was so poor. Oh, they were also trying to get him a job in the state where I moved. So they didn't care about me at all. But then the girl who replaced me, who happened to be white, I don't know the details of what went on with her and her supervisor, but they got him up out of there in a very short amount of time. I have seen a black girl who had sex probably not in the place she should have had sex so there's a christian camp and she's sneaking on the low with another person that was neither one of them were married you know they're just doing you know what kids sometimes do and adults 
and a white woman, well, actually, I know of two, but one particular white woman who had an affair with a man, she was a babysitter, and they were both working in the same department, and people had sympathy for her, and they were like, oh, you know, she was young, she should maybe taken advantage of, and I heard the same person who used that language, used language with the Black girl, well, now she'll never be able to work at this place, never be able, and I'm like, she didn't even sleep with anybody's husband. So I've seen stuff like this over and over and over. And it can get to the point as a Black woman where you don't even want to speak up for yourself. You don't even want to say anything because it's like, who's going to care? Or maybe I need to tell Becky to say it. And I think it goes along with the whole thing in the medical field where people don't even believe mm -hmm. our pain. Where that, And I told my husband, even before we got married, he was like, you know, I just admire you because I was always like, why do you want to be with someone like me? Because you know you're going to have to level up. You might as well just choose somebody else because with me, it's going to be work, baby. And he was like, I love that about you. You're a strong Black woman. And I was like, uh, yeah, you know, yes, true, but also let's not put mm. that on me because then you're just going to be like, oh, she can handle it. She can handle it. Yes, I'm going to handle it because I that's what was modeled for me and my mom and her mom. I'm sure we can handle things, but it doesn't mean I don't have weak moments and I need somebody who can step alongside me, not someone that's like, oh, that's a strong black woman. She's fine. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this Megan thing, I feel my heart breaks for her, and we've seen it, we've seen the trends that are like, well, what if it had been Kylie Jenner? Would the conversation be, be the same? Perhaps mm. it would be. We don't know um, what it would be. I doubt that. You, but you know, first of all, Chris Jenner ain't having it. Well, that too. She does have a... Um, and that's another thing. It. Megan's mom, like she lost her mm -hmm. mom. She really didn't have a village from what I know of. And then you have mm -hmm. people like 50 Cent who has since apologized, but still F you 50 Cent, 50 Cent and Drake and all these other people who are making jokes and comments about it. Like why I have seen men protect men over the most trash thing. And you might be like, oh, Sabrina, don't pick on men. Just so you guys know, listeners, most of my career before I hopped where I am now, I was on de in departments with only men. And men be spilling the tea and gossiping just like, you know, the rest of them. <laughs> and I have seen men do terrible trash things that they should have held, be held accountable for. And they were just not, just not. And I know what that feels like to be in that circle and be witnessing these things. And it's like, am I crazy? And guess what? When you call them out, they do call you crazy. I had a coworker who loved to call me crazy when I was just being like the person who was like, accountability matters. It should Oh, you're crazy. You're crazy. Okay. If that's what makes you sleep at night. So all that being said, Megan, girl, I was sending you all the positive vibes and now sending you strength and prayers because I had, <laughs> God, I have so many horrible stories, but I was working at a camp in Georgia one time and this white staff member had like lost his mind on me because you know me, I'm going to call people. I don't care. And he was like going crazy and my supervisor pulled him aside and was like this person she's making you look like an idiot right now because I was literally just standing there he was yelling in my face in front of camper staff whatever and I was just standing there because I was like you can yell all day long you're you're still going to be wrong <laughs> um and my boss pulled him aside told him he was wrong but then after that they treated me like I was wrong because my boss knew his family and they were all buddy, buddy up. 
And that is why I never, at that time, they were trying to literally get me to move to Georgia and finish college there because they wanted me to take the job that I took in North Carolina eventually two years later. And that was my last summer working there because I saw what was up. I was like, oh, okay. So even when I'm right, so you're still going to treat the white man like he's right. You know, it just got very, very awkward after that. So that was really long. I thank you guys for listening so attentively. I just feel very passionately about this because I don't know how it's going to change if it will ever change. Mm. It's just the plight of being a Black woman. And I think being human sucks. I don't want to take anybody else's experiences away because every human Mm -hmm. experiences life and life is hard. I am speaking to things that are unique to Black women that just really suck on top of life already being hard. Yeah, um, I even think about like when you were talking about the you know the strong black woman and that you know people don't recognize um the pain that they're going through even i think about how the mortality rate is in in black women in um in um childbirth um so many people and, and i've heard from not even you know i've heard even celebrities rich people talk share their stories about rich uh women of color talking about how they almost died because they said they needed assistance and they weren't believed. They weren't, um, they weren't, I have a good friend who almost died, died twice after having her children in the hospital. And, you know, just because people aren't taking you serious or when you're saying you, you have something going on, they're not really, they don't really care or, or um, so it, it, you know, so it is, it does seem to be a, a huge thing that seems like it is unsolvable. Um, and I, I don't really know what would help things to be better. I mean, I guess speak, people speaking up and, and those who do have spirits uh, in their sphere of influence, whether it's um, if, you, if, you're, if you care and you're in a situation and you see something going down, we need, you know, just like, we talked about with the Black Lives Matter and allies, you know, that's the only thing that's going to help is people who also stand alongside these voices that are going unheard and say, no, you're not listening or or no, shining a light on what has been said. But I think the thing that was sad um, because the evidence was she was like, so if he didn't do it, how did what happened then? And that's what people weren't giving. Well, what what did they think really happened? Then, if he didn't do it, what happened? How what happened? They didn't um, care, Sharika. They just there's this thing of, and I think you see this in black family units too, which is a whole other conversation of like the black women protecting the family, mm-hmm. protecting the men, being there for them at all costs. But it's like, but who's there for us? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They wanted her to just stick with the glass story because then those same people, after he's clearly guilty, those same people were like, well, you know, the system is always putting black men in in jail. Guess what? Some black men are guilty and they need to be in jail. And just because that is a true fact that my own family has suffered from. 
You're talking mm-hmm. to a girl whose brother was in and out of jail for 10 years over like a weed. Come on, you know, but domestic violence and people shooting other people, we're not going to let somebody fly by just because their skin color is brown. Sorry, you knew your skin was brown when you shot her. Yeah, it is just, it, it, it is, it, it's the victim blaming that is the ex, unex, like that makes things even more unexcusable. As if it wasn't excusable for it, you just take it to another level. And, um, you know, it is just sad. Um, so we want to encourage you guys, if you see something wrong, stand up for the right. We need to be, it, it, it is about that community life and community living. I think we are definitely back, have gotten to place in society where we're very individualistic and it's very much self-focused and about um, about the individual and what I need or what's going on with me. And we don't really take the time to really know what's going on around us or and how we can best support and be a part and, and help in life. Um, I, I think about, this is such a like crazy thing. Like I've always like my, one of my favorite shows ever, Gilmore Girls. And the reason why that is one of my favorite shows is because it's like set in a small town. Everybody knows everybody and it's just very familiar. And I'm like, I want that life. I want it. I want to be in a community. I love that. And guess what? Your girl knows no neighbors. I don't know nobody in my neighborhood. I was over Christmas time. We did a little caroling and Sabrina was like, oh, this neighbor next door, you know, she's an older lady and she knew about her neighbor. And we went over there and spread a little Christmas joy. And I'm like, dang, I don't know nothing about nobody in my neighborhood. And, you know, just thinking about, I I say, I ideally, I did, I idealistically would love to be in this community, but I got to create a community. Like I have to extend myself. So, and not be so individualistic. Um, But anyways, that was a random tangent, but it was just like, helped me think like, well, what, that's the only way that things change is when we get, we get invested in the lives and care about others. I think you're on to something there, Sharika. And I, I think part of that, when you are in deep community and you're learning about others, you start to recognize your own biases more and then you can adjust accordingly because we all have them. You know, I know, <laughs> and this is going to sound crazy. So I, I hope listeners, you don't hear what I'm not saying, but I grew up generally thinking like men basically are trash. And that's why I never wanted to get married. Cause I was like, Why would I add somebody to my life that I have to take care of that's an adult, like a child? But this was kind of reinforced to me in certain ways, not so much in my family per se, but like think about the dad tropes you see on TV. They're always like an idiot. You hear women Mm. being like, oh, I have a break from my husband and my kids or da, da, da. And I was like, listen, I can do great all by myself. Like I actually Mm. have a pretty great life. And then just um, no shade, you know, love you, mom, love my brothers. But growing up, I felt like, hey, if our, my day is to wash dishes on Tuesday and my brother's is on Monday and he doesn't do this his day, that means I'm doubled up on Tuesday. And if I go to my parents, they'd be like, why you always got to start something? I'm like, what? 
like, what is this gaslighting, whatever? They're like, Sabrina, just do them. And I'm like, but there, there's no accountability here. So I was just like, that's cool. But I have like a little button in my man- mind where men are just, men gonna be men in, you know? I'm like, I don't have a high bar for the men. So sometimes I'm harder when I was, was a teacher back in the day, I could find myself being a little harder on my male students because I'm like, the world's not going to hold you accountable, but I am on this this day. And that's a bias. And I had to adjust accordingly because all these precious babies, they're just individuals living their life. They can't Mm. pay for all my own experiences, which may very well be unique to me. So it's the same thing. Mm. You might not even realize that, hey, when a black little black girl tells me something or an adult black woman tell me something, what do I believe about black women? Do I feel like more like, oh, white women, you know, so soft, so sensitive, black girl. And it's like, recognize the things in yourself so you can adjust accordingly. And we all have those things. We really do. We do. And I was, there was something else that I thought about, but girl, the thought just literally left my mind. But um, just about how, um the the stereotypes or the the verbiage and the things that we you like we say like you were saying you know people say oh strong black woman or angry black woman or th- these things and we don't realize how when we play into those stereotypes when, when when we say those things it plays into the stereotype and that makes someone's voice less credible quote unquote to other people when we say oh yeah, so-and-so is just an angry Black woman. Knowingly or unknowingly, that puts a thought in people's minds. So then when they see someone passionate or someone standing up for what is right, they assume, oh, they're just, it dismisses and discounts Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. really is being said. And so it's important also how we look at and how we think. Like, I remember when I was a kid or when I, like, when I was, still at home and my mom like my mom never like my mom was a teacher and you know there be kids that are but she would be like you don't call kids bad like you don't say like you don't speak these things over like you just don't say certain things like or or like even like you were saying like oh so-and-so is crazy like when you say the you label people or you label children or you like when you put these labels on people children whatever they have a deeper impact. And when someone feels like if I'm a child and I feel like I am bad, that does not make me feel like I can do good. And then when I, and people look at me and say, oh, so-and-so is bad, then they tend to treat that child worse than they would others because they already have an assumption that that child is bad. Mm. Now we know there are some terrible kids out there, but I'm just saying. Right. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm not saying you know what I'm saying? But you, you know, when people like when you walk into a room and, and you're like, and someone's like, well, watch out for Johnny because he's terrible. He's bad. Well, obviously you, you're now you are already ready to treat Johnny a certain type of way. If Johnny breathes a little bit out of line, you on Johnny's back because someone told you that Johnny was bad. So these are the type of things that we don't really realize that we, we play into when we say those type of things. Eb, I know we've been talking a lot. Anything you want to share, pertaining or not? Um, one quick thing. I know you had said the 
about the shooting was a couple months ago, but it was like the summer of 2020. That's not like that. It was a while. Dang, ago. it was that long ago. Yeah. Wait, and during then, the pandemic? Yeah. Oh, I can't believe it was that long ago. I thought it, it might have been like... 21, but it wasn't. It definitely wasn't in 2022. Because one, because court Man. don't move that fast um, for people's. That's one. But and I then, felt like we've been talking about it. Well, I mean, it has. Been felt, I felt like forever. they've been talking about it for a long time, but. I think it was 2020. But but somebody can fact check that. But I think it was 2020. I guess, you know, time is all crazy because there are things that happen. Like somebody was talking about somebody that passed away. And I was like, oh, that was like years ago. And it was definitely last year at the beginning of the year. So, you know, it's like you'd be thinking things are either, you know, this our sense of time or my sense of time just seems to be totally off. But it, it does seem like we've been talking about this for a long time. Um, but I do feel bad for Megan for all the things she like. She has no reason to lie. She gained nothing out of this but hatred and people saying negative things about her and treating her terribly and making fun of her. Um, and she was the victim. She was, but so, Evie's a victim in this moment because you asked him to speak <laughs> and he couldn't get out of second thought. I'm like, Dude. I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry. Go ahead, sorry. Evie. No, I would say just like any other situation, the issue with this one, at least for me, mm -hmm. um, was that I wasn't there and there was no video evidence. Mm -hmm. And I know some people are like, oh, you just should believe her. I'm like, so if I believe her and I don't believe Kelsey or if I don't believe Tori or if I don't believe witness A, then what does that do for me and those individuals? Um, mm -hmm. Overall, it's an unfortunate situation and it sucks for all parties involved and mm -hmm. whoever did do it. I hope, like for example, Tori's situation. I hope, and I not necessarily hope that he did it, but in the sense of, I hope that they have the right person locked up because there are some people or people who's in the streets or people who, I'm going to say around the situation, people who know them enough were saying that Kelsey is the person who shot him or whatnot. Kelsey is the one who shot her. And it's just like, that would suck for somebody to be in jail for something that they didn't do because either one person don't want to snitch on another person or one person want to lie and see if they can get out of a situation um, for the sake of, their own freedom, because that happens just about every day. But for me on the outside, just hoping that whatever did happen is what was garnered, so to speak, by the jury. We know, at least I don't say we, because I can't speak for other people. I know that I could care less about our judicial system within this country, um, or probably even within this world, as we see different stuff that happens around the world. So if it was him, then it's good that he's there. If he played a part in it, as in like giving her the gun or telling a, another person to do it, then I hope that whatever comes his way is what comes his way. It sucks that she has to deal with this for sharing her story and being ridiculed by many. It also sucks that we continue to live in a world where we only highlight, I guess you could say, the negative and not necessarily highlight the people who did come to her defense and say, mm. why is this happening? Or why are y'all saying this? Or why y'all can't stand up for her? And the first person that comes to mind right now is Cardi B, who came to her defense. Probably probably the mm. only, I'm going to say the only, because there was other celebrities, but probably the most popular or most figurable figure um, who came to her defense. And most of the most of the people who communicated about this situation was only talking about the negative people who didn't agree or believe her story. But when you look at at least on social media, and I was specifically Twitter, but you look at Black Twitter, you had a lot of people who came to her support and who came to her aid. And I think we got to get to a place that we stop 
dwelling, not saying reporting or highlighting or mm -hmm. acknowledging um, the truth or bad stories, but we got to get to a point where we highlight the good in this world, or we're going to continue to have this cycle um, that we continue to live with or deal with, where we just look at the negative and it's way too much good happening in this world for us mm -hmm. to just be fixed on the negative. But that's all I got. Yeah, um, I just want to put on the record that I having followed the court case, <laughs> looked at the documents and the evidence, I absolutely believe 100% he shot her. And I'm glad that he is in jail. That's my final I comment. Say, <laughs> I will say, um, I, I agree that we need to really, there, there was a lot of people coming to her defense. So I don't want it to seem like we weren't, like there aren't those. Um, I, and I think it is important for us to highlight people who are standing up for what's right. And I, I think we we do that, but um, we also, as we also know, um, what is Charlemagne, what does he say? He said something about um, why focus on the truth when the lies more entertaining or something like that. I think that goes also the same with like negativity, like people rather it's more entertaining for people to focus on the negative and the negative does get them more shine than the positive. And maybe we should, should, I think we should make more of an effort of highlighting though people who are doing right in silence than those who are doing wrong, not to ignore them, but to give people more of a, of a picture of things to aspire to and ways to act instead of seeing more trash behavior because I definitely agree that that promotes more trash behavior as we see um like when you see celebrities talk about oh you see you know they go on their Twitter or Instagram or whatever and there's people saying all these things we love you we love you they don't really make a comment but then the person person that says something negative they want to clap back would that give us attention gives attention to that person and people feel like that's the way to go and that's the thing to focus on. Well, that's a very, I, I'm agreeing with that point. In this situation, part of the reason for myself, it was easier to mm -hmm. hone in the people who were coming against her because these were people with huge platforms. It's great. Yes, Cardi B, I don't, I haven't seen the tweet, but I mm -hmm. hear EB and I have no reason to tell him, you know, it's great that she mm -hmm. did what she did, but Drake put it in a famous song and I have never mm -hmm. purchased any of Drake's music, nor do I have an album. I do like that nice for what, because I already told y'all when people mm -hmm. be coming for men, I'd be about that <laughs> in some cases, mm -hmm. um, uh, golly, but, uh, yeah, he knows who he is and his platform. Or like 50 Cent, I can't imagine how many followers he has on Instagram, but I'm sure he has more than a million. So if you have a large platform like that, then of course more people are going to be talking about it because of who you are and how many people you have access to. Um, but you're right, because in the podcast that I listened to in my neck of the woods, it was always team whoever shot Me Megan needs to be brought to justice. So shout out to mm -hmm. the read from day one. They were all about that and they explored all the evidence. And there is a man and a woman who are the hosts of this show and both were supportive. And another podcast that I like, here's the thing. Kev on stage was very supportive of the evidence and being like, hey, like it is what it is. He shot her, like moving on. Like, so EB is right. There were lots of people who were also supportive. That's like the whole episode, ain't it? What are we going to call this I was one? Gonna say, I was fired. Gonna a, <laughs> I'm going to give a recommend. Um, it's not recommend time, but just in this 
in light of this and in light of life and in light of all the things. Let's make a conscious effort to do something good hmm. for someone else or something else, a situation, a circumstance, whether that's donating to a cause, whether that's showing up for someone that needs you to show up for them, whether that's going in and, you know, do something for someone else. Uh, Sabrina, do you have a quote for us today? Yes, I do. Um, in light of what we've been talking about, the quote is, remember, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Mm. I'm going to say that again. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Now, I'm not saying you can't feel your feelings in reaction to hurtful things that happen to you or hurtful things that people say about you. But it's like that proverb we hear about the man saying there are two wolves inside you. One is pride and one is like, you know, light, peace, love, light, live, laugh, love, laughter. Um, but the one that survives is the one you feed. So yeah, you can see those comments, hear that commentary, da, 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 especially when you're right about something or if it's something against your character and you are confident in who you are in Christ and who the Holy Spirit is making you out to be in your daily life, then let that roll off. Truly, truly, mm -hmm. this is the best advice, okay? Because your whole life, you cannot please everyone. There are people that just won't like you, not only because of like, sure, it may be the color of your skin. It may be the pitch of your voice, the way you wear your hair. Whatever the reasons are, it's really none of your business. Let mm -hmm. it roll off because they can't make you feel inferior. Now, in some situations, and this is a whole social economic thing, they can't, like, if they have power over you, and we can talk about in another time the, the choices you would make in that situation. But at the end of the day, no one can take away, like, the thing that makes you you, your heart, your soul, and your joy. Because even in the toughest situations, I know for myself, the joy of the Lord has still been my strength, even when I was fighting things down to, like, tooth and nail the joy of the lord is your strength so let no one make you feel inferior okay do not put your stamp of approval on that eb what are you expounding on today so um actually today i'm not really going to expound on much because the world continues to be what i would consider in the dumps and trash and mm -hmm. it's of course yes. um for me to be who i am and to try to stay true to that it's hard it's not hard because I probably could find a feel good story, so to speak. Um, but I will say that in brief news, um, there was a U.S. Navy veteran who was released from Russian custody, which is also interesting because as he's released, of course, the lovely public don't like blast it and say, oh, look, we got him. And there was no exchange for him. There was no other Russian prisoner that they were trying to do a swap for. Um, so is that that's going on. And of course, I know a couple months ago, everybody was like, oh, my goodness, how could former President Donald Trump have classified information in his home? Blah, blah, blah. For those of you who follow news or you just pay attention to enough, it would be interesting to know that President, current President Joe Biden had um, classified documents in his garage from the Obama era. So it looks like this might just be a thing that presidents do. Um, who knows? Or when people leave office, they just forget to take the box. They forget to leave the boxes or they don't want the following presidential party slash group click squad to know what they've discussed or what they was working on. 
<laughs> but that's all I really got. Um, you can go do your own research on what was all in the classified documents, what happened with the U.S. Navy veteran while he was even detained or um, in custody to begin with. But that's all. It's a lot of stuff. You can just 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 watch news. You'll see all types of crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. I did see that trending, Evie, and I thought, oh, Lord. <laughs> not Biden. Oh no! <laughs> I'm saying because boy, if you want to enter, uh, yeah, I'm gonna say it anyway. Because uh, I'll go ahead and start off what I recommend. If you want entertainment, and I don't care which way you lean, if you want entertainment, slot the Fox News because boy, <laughs> they are having a field day with this one. And the funny part is, they have a field day with this one, but they didn't talk about the other one much. Of course. It's like, why do we do this? And then why do we feel like one political party or one news station is better than the next? I just wish people just had, I guess you could say, sense for themselves and be like, they both trash. And I got to figure right. out how much trash I'm willing to consume. Because that's what that's the current place that I'm, in, I'm at right now. Um, mm -hmm. And if you go to CNN, they definitely would let him have it today. So it lets me know that it wasn't necessarily like I, I'm just sticking to this one side where mm -hmm. some news pundits or news outlets um, definitely do. So that's what I got. But for those of you who are on social media, mainly Instagram, um, my recommend is a page called Upworthy, U-P-W-O-R-T-H-Y, U-P-W-O-R-T-H-Y. They share what I would consider positive stories um, that's happening throughout the world and kind of like feel good stuff that people are doing or feel good stuff that you need to know about. And I just think it's a good place for maybe if you're having a bad day, like Sharika, you had negative two, I would say slide to that page, see some of the stories or some of the stuff that they share on their IG post. For those of you who don't have Instagram, man, I would say if you want to find somebody who makes people feel good day in and day out, um, take your butt to YouTube. And I would say, because it's, so it's kind of two recommends, and just look up any YouTube video by Mr. Beast, Mr. Beast, B-E-A-S-T, um, young YouTube influencer who has a plethora amount of wealth that he shares with the masses for doing some crazy tasks from time to time. And sometimes they don't have to do anything for it. He just gives them money. Um, and it's just crazy the amount of money that people um, have to give away. And shout out to the people who do. Sharika which I recommended. Mr. Oh, Beast is awesome. I've seen some of oh, his yeah. stuff because Doug loves loves that kind of stuff. And I was like, whoa. And he looks really young. So I wonder like he if is. his parents were wealthy or if his grandparents, he was in some inheritance or whatever. I'm not saying you can't build it from the ground up, but he's very wealthy and he he gives. So that's awesome. Okay. My recommend is for those of you who have a keyboard or a piano or at least access to one. I myself minored in music and I just haven't played as much recently in the past few years. And I'm like, I miss it. And I have a keyboard in my house. So I came across this app called Flow Key, F-L-O-W-K-E-Y. They're in-app purchases, but it's a free app and you can learn to play the piano. You can go along with it with your favorite song and they have like beginner all the way up to like advanced for levels of songs so if you wanted to play welcome back you could do it just with one hand mm -hmm. with two hands with four lines of notes with just treble claps which I love because you can really build up that way and you always feel like you're accomplishing something practicing notes or chords interactively and you can receive actual instant feedback from the app all you need is the app and your piano or keyboard. So for those of you music lovers out there, 
Or for those of you who have always been interested in piano and you have access to one, check out Hmm. the Flow Key app. That is, that's cool. I said this year that I thought I was going to try to learn the guitar. I got to put that for next year. I got too many things I'm trying to do this year. But I also went my learning. I did piano lessons. I didn't make it very far. The lady was tired of us and my mom was tired of us too. So, and we never practiced. But you know what? That does sound fun and interesting. Maybe I'll try to do a lesson or two. Or yeah. maybe that'd be also for next year. <laughs> well, next time you're over, friend, we can do a lesson in our little piano room area. Oh, that'll be fun. Um, my uh, recommend, if you guys, if you out there like a whodunit, uh, suspense, like murder mystery type thing, um, I will recommend uh, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery on Netflix. Um, my husband, I'm you, y'all know I don't really like these kind of things. Um, but my husband was watching it the other day, and I was like, "Ooh, who was it, Janelle? What happened with Janelle?" Mon-? It, it was a thing, so I got into it. I need to finish it, but it was very good, and uh, I will recommend it if you guys like a who done it. Check out Glass Onion on Netflix. It has Janelle Monet. It has Dave Batista. Has a few other uh, uh, recognizable faces in there. Um, Edward Norton. So, oh, Daniel Craig. That's who that guy was. I'm like, I know that man. (laughs) Daniel Craig. Kate Hudson. uh, Leslie Odom Jr. Has a lot of great, um, great actors in there. So, that was great. I loved it. Oh, you saw it? Yeah, it was really good. Oh, I got to talk to you about it after. Okay. All right. That's what we got. As always, um, however life is treating you, we would love to hear from you, whether it be through the socials or through however you can find a way to connect with us. Um, For the most part, we're here for you. Um, If you're going through some tough times, probably can't help you through it, but we can definitely pray with you through it. And that's something Mm -hmm. that we're all committed to as you continue to just go through life with the different adversities that you are dealt with. Um, happy MLK weekend, depending on when you're listening to this, hopefully you get some chance, a chance to get some rest. And as always, if life tries to knock you down, make sure you kick back. Until next time.